0: He slightly jump-scared me when he said hello.
1: Nah, I mean, you, you told me to log on.
0: No, oh, yeah, I did, but, like, uh, and I was waiting in the room, but while I was waiting, I was watching a, uh, like, a, just, like, a, a video of, of, like, specifically Jerma playing video games, and he was, like, walking through a spooky uh, building in <laughs> Resident Evil Village, and as he was opening a door, he said, hello, I was like, oh. Like, he didn't really get me, but it, it got me enough to mention in banter.
1: That's that's fair. Um, that's maybe half a banter. What's another half a banter? Oh, my tournament game for the SCPT uh, TI4 tournament is going to be December 31st at 7am, hmm. which is technically January 1st New Zealand time, so it counts. It counts for what? Well, I mean, they, we can't do tournament games until the new year, but, you know, it's it's technically the new year in New Zealand. Why? That's just how the tournament works. You have to keep it in one year.
0: According according to, like, what international regulatory body? Like, what's going the on? The
1: SCPT regulatory body. Space Cats, Peace Turtles.
0: Is it... I thought it was just, like, a bunch of people playing board games. Like, is it actually that strict? Like, why can't you just...
1: I mean, it's not
0: that strict.
1: it It is just, like, you know, they say, Hey, we want all games to be between January 1st and February 28th and that's not terribly strict it just you know it counts it 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 counts harry it squeaks in what's the problem with playing a game too early they just want them all to take place within a specific set window it gives them time to organize it gives them time to advertise it gives them time to promote and discuss on their various podcasts and media outlets okay the tournament is x you know it takes place between between dates x and y yeah.
0: Speak, speaking of promoting, I'm not sure if anybody you, from that Discord server listened to our podcast.
1: Fair. I mean, I posted it. That's that's all we could ask.
0: I mean, a large part of the podcast was us saying that we don't like Twilight Imperium, so in retrospect, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you were going for there.
1: No, 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 no. I do, I do, I do. I, I, I love it and hate it in equal measure.
0: No, you, mm, I re-listened to some of it. I We did not have a lot positive to say about <laughs> Twilight Imperium as a concept. And yet we keep going back to it. Yeah, that that was the thing. It was like, this is a terrible game that we will play every once in a while to remember how terrible it is.
1: I listened to a Bachelor recap podcast where like every week the hosts, they're just like so, so, so depressed about like the structure of the show, the gender politics of the show, the state of the nation that the show like lays bare. And yet they keep watching it because it's their thing.
0: But we're not- gotta. That'd be like if it was that podcast, but it was like the creators of The Bachelor. Like, uh man, this show we're making, like we keep inviting on these people who are just grubbing for attention and we're playing into a lot of stereotypes and stuff. Uh, all right, well, you know, we're, we're location scouting next week. We got the helicopter field. Yeah, okay. All right, there's, there's banter in there.
1: Yeah, chop out some of the pauses and uh, you got something passable.
0: That's the name of our podcast. Chop off the possles and you got something passable. Welcome to Brokusatsu, Two Brothers' exploration of tokusatsu shows and related media. I'm Harry. And I'm Sam. And I apologize
1: to my brother for uh, sending out a somewhat panicked email about uh, Christmas planning, which it, it occurred to me yesterday that Christmas was in a week. And I had done zero about it. And I realized, like, a few seconds later that I had volunteered to host Christmas this year, and I had done zero about that. So kind of sent out a nice ramble of a logistics, like, holy crap, What are people coming? Who's coming? Like, what should I have ready? Oh, my God.
0: Okay, where where, and when did you send this? Because I'm looking at my email, and I do not see it. Christ, Harry, do you... Am I just, like, straight to the spam folder?
1: Is no. that is that where we are with our relationship?
0: No, I don't... You don't... We... We talk on other media, and I've learned to ignore you there. Like, it, you message me on Facebook and stuff, and I just barely load up the the program because you insisted on tying us to you you insisted on me matching the social media for this company and the two settings you chose were twitter and facebook and look how look how time has validated those choices but well, anyway, this
1: isn't a company thing i'm talking about a family thing i'm talking about christmas harry i'm talking about the spirit of christmas and part of the spirit of christmas is getting frantic emails from relatives
0: it's not in my inbox
1: i don't know what's going
0: on christ
1: uh i'm okay i'm going to my son folder if if you didn't send this to me, no, it's there. Uh, it's it's a reply to mom's. Please, oh, let you had, know if you, you tacked it onto another email chain. Yeah, a family email chain where we're talking about Christmas things that I'd forgotten about. One where I've already spot-
0: responded where I responded before you?
1: Yeah, well, I responded to that, and now I need another response. Okay, so that doesn't fucking count. Uh, it. it
0: it totally counts. It was an email that I sent to your email. No, but it's Sam. Exactly this thing, like because it's on to another chain. It's further down. It's lower price. Resend it.
1: What do you mean resend? Send your, your own email.
0: Send your own email to the other people because their their eyes will have scrolled over it like mine did. Ah, okay. Uh, all right. Is that it for this week? <laughs> yeah.
1: What are we doing until next week? I don't know. Keep keep scheduling. All right, I'll send it out again in a little bit, but let's talk about Go Busters. Yeah, I had- mean,
0: usually the joke with that would be like the episodes are bad, but these are actually two pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah, I, the, we're, we're back in good form. So at the start of episode 33, like I remembered, the only really thing they acknowledge for the past two episodes is that they know that Enter is still alive and he is still up to no good.
1: Yeah, so, uh, they're reviewing game footage, uh, from last week's ep, uh, and, you know, Vargas isn't defeated, and all of a sudden, they get a, they get alert, a
0: meteoroid is dropping, but and like, they're getting,
1: they're getting some weird,
0: weird power readings. Yeah. Uh, like, it's a little hard to track, but they do get a Megazord.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's game time! Like, you know, you, you thought you won, but nope,
0: nope, back in this, just immediately. And again, immediately, because these are Sentai episodes, and they don't have like two episode arcs like *Kamen Rider*. They need to re- they need to show this whole thing and then resolve it immediately. Like, it, except this one was kind of a two episode arc. I well, like they, it. It 100% was Harry. Parts of it were like they they're playing with formula a bit. Um, but anyway, the first thing that happened is a Metaroid is standing there. He is hourglass themed, and he instantly vaporizes a school and a bunch of students
1: yeah like uh in intense opening like it's I-, I thought it was some kind of drill bot but uh nope that he like sticks his hands into the ground and a school is just sucked into a pit of sand sarlacc
0: style when the gobusters arrive there's just some survivors huddled on the edge of the crater yeah looking at it and calling out the names and the Metroids off the side just counting up the people he's eaten
1: yeah and uh, the gobusters go in. Uh, try to like rescue the building and uh, figuring out what the fuck is happening but then Enter shows up and he's like none. Uh,
0: hello busters. so I'm here you know and you all obliviously seem to have convinced yourself of my majesty Messiah's defeat uh, hey Redbuster you know that I fought you basically in a weird extra dimension inside my master like you only won because I was kind of distracted because I was backing up all the data he made backups, like, none of them
1: are complete, but he has, like, he says uh, 12 different, or, I guess, 13 seeds yeah. in the form of cards.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, so, here's the thing. We've talked about a lot about Enter's plans and stuff, and how, like, e- even the bad ones are, like, kind of good, and the good ones are really good. The entire rest of the show is basically one plan of Enter's. Yep. And yep, yep, where, yep. Here's where he starts it, because he has, like, 13 chunks of Messiah, and one of them went into an hourglass, that, like, new Metroid thing there, and he's got 12 more that he just tosses into the air and scatters to the wind. Now, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out right now.
1: I'm assuming he's lying. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, rather, like, uh, I, I don't doubt that... These are WMDs that he like threw up in the air to scatter to the wind. I'm also very much assuming that they're a distraction, and he's working on something else. Mm. He, or like he—he he seems
0: different. I would say. Oh yeah, like he—he he has a very specific game plan in mind. It's—it's it's a pretty good plan, honestly. It—it it has some sentai weirdness. Uh, <laughs> like it is somewhat toyetic that they're the messiah pieces are all in playing cards
1: yeah you just kind of got to get power rangers that's like
0: yeah oh no, yeah uh but he he has thrown them around and says so they are chunks of messiah's data and they're gonna they're gonna start absorbing things around them just sucking off anatron and evolving and learning more about humanity and mm-hmm. you know you don't know where they are i don't even know where they are it's a bit of a game yep And so, uh, start playing, by the way.
1: I'm gonna fight Red for a little bit, and the choreography is back to being good.
0: Enter, he he admits he's a little perturbed, because, you know, even though he was totally distracted and it doesn't count, Red did fucking beat him a couple weeks ago, and he's not happy about that.
1: Yeah, he does not like how the fight ended, and he will undo the win with this game. Like, Enter, He's, he's back to his playful self. But he has an edge. Like he is very angry, very pissed. On top of being playful, like it's it, it it's kind of spooky.
0: Yeah, he lands. The actor
1: is just crushing it.
0: Like he's he's like a uh, enter before he had to like fear between playfulness and detachedness and like insane rage. But now he's like kind of alloying the two. Mm-hmm. And he he lands one final big hit to Red Solar Plexus for teleporting away
1: so uh we're back at the main fight and the Metroid, like it's you know dueling with yellow and blue and it drops that it's absorbing people and has over 200 so far and the rangers are really really pissed also this Metaroid this this looks like it should be a chump it's holding its own
0: yeah it it's got a it's kind of similar, usual Metroid design, but it also has a big, bright red arm, which is the same color as uh, Messiah was, and although power levels are never something you can depend upon th- these shows, he is shown to be, like, a step above. He is, he is, he has the DNA of God put into him, and he's evolving.
1: Yeah, this is not just a Monster of the Week. This is a Monster of the Week supercharged with, like, endgame DNA. And uh, I get the feeling, like, so this guy has an arm, next week's monster has a leg. I'm assuming that going forward, like, they're going to use a bit of the Messiah model on every weekly meteroid, right?
0: That's a good guess, man. So, uh, kids being kids, some of them are, well, uh, maybe it's growing, the the crater thing, because some people are still being sucked in. The, the bike, the bike is there. Yeah, Nick is there. He helps like a girl, just barely not get sucked down into the middle, but then he trips on some crumbling, uh, crumbling scenery, and starts sliding in himself. And he gets absorbed. Yeah, he he bike is dead. Yep, yeah. you can a lot to hero move. Nope, it'll pull you into. Just promise me you'll something.
1: So at this point, the monster runs away, like having kind of kicked the rangers' asses.
0: Yeah, and uh he, he, he's and not taken there to, out one of their companions yeah he's not there to fight them he's there to to eat more people like it all right Messiah is not really an extant thing at the moment so things are able to proceed exactly at uh enter's playbook like he he can tell them where to go and what to fight so they're not in for just pointless violence so the rangers head back to base and they realize like
1: wow uh, the game has changed, so we need to change ourselves and that experimental armor that we were playing around with earlier. It's time to
0: implement that. Uh, they, before, they had to be used when they weren't transformed, but of course that was just because they are the prototypes. Now, they the full versions, they should uh, add on to and augment their transformed abilities, but the power source has been a problem, but the uh realize, oh, hey, we're... Like sentient robots powered by Entrod that are also like synced to the Rangers, we could just use us.
1: So they have a they have a plan going forward. Uh, at this point, we go back to Enter. He's just kind of like walking along a promenade with the monster of the week, and they get jumped by Escape.
0: Yeah, who is pissed? She says, hey, "Yeah, you have some fucking nerve! You can throw bits of Papa around everywhere." And Enter is surprised that uh, she survived the dimensional collapse. Yeah. He he thought she was dead and maybe in his mind he was hoping that it would just be him deciding (laughs) how things went
1: yeah he's not much of a team player and he uh, uh he expresses that all the more here uh by his one of his eyes flashes like it like flashes green you know goes all digital for a second and escape is mind controlled
0: she crumbles and starts falling in line
1: so uh you know, baseless theory number two. Like, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, Enter kind of absorbed some of Messiah into himself, rather inadvertently or overtly.
0: I mean, he had 13 cards to work with,
1: so he said, might have been number 14.
0: Uh, so back at base, the the bridge crew they've detected the meteoroid. Uh, it's at this location, so they go there.
1: It's some kind of airplane hangar.
0: It it's a college. Hold on, maybe I got it. Uh, well, or we're skipping past some things. I mean, but it's like, it's the problem of like these are good seeds, but also they kind of make sense. Like, Red gets his custom visor thing. Uh, the commander gives a big speech about you know, that you have sacrificed too much. Your parents have sacrificed too much to fail now. We're doing this to keep the world safe. Go rescue those people. So they're at the imperial college of optical science and technology which is weird because they have a fighter jet in there
1: i i mean it act. that makes a lot more sense like you know colleges like universities they have they have museums you know they have that type of thing uh so this could be just a display for students to come in it could it could be an air hanger it could be a workshop for you know students to come in and actually play around with these things
0: Looking at it, it kind of looks like a. I mean, I'm not a fucking plane guy, but it it looks like an F16 or something, like some.
1: Like it, it, it was modern, a jet. Yeah, yeah, I I can't identify jets, you know, by
0: silhouette. Yeah, so some modernish jet, but not like super newish and modern. So yeah, they they might have some military surplus that they're like doing projects on. Yeah. Uh, so the uh
1: the let's see. They uh, confront the monster at the airplane hangar, and turns out Gold and Silver are there, too. Uh, Gold was just, like, hanging around in the cockpit of the jet.
0: Oh, I mean, they, like, Silver just wanders around wherever, and Gold can teleport, because he is an avatar.
1: That's true. But the fight commences, and they're doing better, but the monster also has gotten stronger. And he is starting to speak like Messiah.
0: Yeah, using his scratchy, compressed voice.
1: There's a lot of emotion here, like, uh, the... The rangers are kind of like repromising to continue the fight, you know, and uh, fight for their family that they couldn't save.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Red he straps on his little new transformation gadget thing and punches through the robot in order to like use it to pull out Nick's data.
1: Yeah. So they, at this point, they get their uh, level two armor on, and the armor it. I-, I like the look of it. It's, you know, it's an add-on on top of their standard armor with, like, beefier chest football plates, basically. Yeah, it's like, like
0: it's like shoulder pads, uh, kind of shin pads and stuff, a little bit of chest armor. It- it's, you know, it's designed so that it's visible, but they can still move pretty well in it. And pretty quickly, they show that it has supercharged each of their abilities. Well, uh, it's
1: supercharged, but also, like, different, uh, so... Blue can now pull, like, girders and rock... It seems like he can reach into solid structures and pull out some kind of, like, element of them and throw it.
0: Yeah, he, he can create big tools, essentially, to use his super strength to smash people with. Yes. Red yellow, is Nightcrawler. Yeah, Red can fucking teleport. And Yellow has uh like, Chinese martial arts movie running in the middle of the air powers now. Like, she, she could just create her own platforms and just and go wherever. Uh,
1: think like, uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh... At least the, uh, the MCU, like, uh, TV show version. No, the, the not Ms. Marvel one.
0: What? The, the one that... I mean, I haven't seen it because I'm mostly checked out of the MCU. Well, I'm, like, pretty much completely but, like, t- isn't she, like, entirely non-Ms. Marvel-like? So, yeah, tangent time. Uh, Ms. Marvel, like,
1: it wasn't bad the show. Like as far as their TV shows, it was squarely in the middle, um, and you know the actor was great. All the all the characters were great. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of the plot and the villains was one of those like, hey, if we actually just sat down had some coffee, you guys wouldn't be villains type of villains. So it was kind of a drag there. Um, the power set for Ms. Marvel was completely and utterly changed. Like she's not she's not stretchy anymore. She's is not, you know, a Mister Fantastic like uh, embiggening type. Uh, she now has like cosmic energy powers and can like and can use them to run on platforms in the air. Um, she she's based Harry. Uh, do you know who Armor is? Like the X Men Armor.
0: Uh, I think I've I know about them. I mean, there's a lot of fucking X Men, but yeah, like they they have like glowing telekinetic armor.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's her. Uh, they. They more or less copied her powers and like a couple additional on top of it. Like instead of making herself bigger, she effectively puts like translucent armor on herself and fights in big end that way.
0: I this might be like a bigger discussion than is uh, suited for right now, but I can't feel like the MCU has nowhere to go. Like, all I mean, it's already like a political problem where all the heroes are just constantly fighting for the status quo and Worth their abilities, they should actually be changing big things. Like, they had to fucking kill Tony Stark because he he spent how many movies not actually providing free energy to the world like he totally could?
1: Yeah, that's going to be a problem when they actually introduce Reed Richards and if he sticks around for any, like, conceivable period of time. Like, I kind of love how the Ultimates, uh, the Ultimate uh, version of uh, Marvel Comics, they took a look at Reed Richards, thought about it for a minute, and realized, oh yeah, he's the big bad of the universe.
0: Yeah, and it's... God, it's just lots of... It's spinning wheels, and they just don't have places to go.
1: Phase 4 feels a little bit like that, but it also feels like they're getting ready to blow shit up again. And, you know, we'll we'll get there. But yes, this is a larger conversation for another day. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So... Uh, yeah, they, they fight and they destroy the monster, and there was no Megazord this episode.
0: Uh, yeah, like, the finishing move is red, his speed is such that he, he shoots himself like a bullet. It just kind yep. of goes through, and the episode is over. And, yeah, as, uh, Gold is saying, like, first, let's hear it for your new gear! Buy the place sets and toys.
1: <laughs> yep, so as we begin episode 34, like, uh, yeah, that's, this one was a two-parter. Like, they're still running the countdown for the Megazord to come down. They've got, what, like, three hours left? They
0: have kind of used some predictive data to figure out where the card could be, but it's pretty vague, and it's also a huge swath of metropolitan Tokyo. So you know, a lot of stuff to search.
1: Yeah, uh, this is like a second card that uh, they are tracking down because you know the first was uh, destroyed. Like I, I, I do like I am always a fan of rules and stakes within shows, and so this is this is a good one. Like they can. They can kind of pseudo track the cards but they can't pinpoint it so they can get the Rangers close to where the excitements going to be and that you know that justifies a lot of future
0: action. But meanwhile, Jin is messing around and kind of doing stuff with a, like a little plant stick he's wiping at their faces and does a goofy Japanese humor mask thing.
1: Yeah, there's some uh, cultural humor stuff just right over our heads.
0: Well, uh, actually, it almost fits because none of the rangers find it very funny. They're like, come on, Jin. Like, uh, you, you're, you're really wearing us down. We're trying to do things. Fate of the world here.
1: So as the rangers are kind of looking, they, uh, Red runs into Gold and Silver, and they're playing with a class full of students. Like, I guess Gold just kind of walked up to a teacher, started flirting with her, and then started playing with the
0: kids. Yeah, they're, you can tell they're children because they're wearing official Japanese children outfits, like the pale blue shirts and yellow hats. I guess that's the thing. I don't know.
1: Red walks up to him and, you know, he actually calls him out for being a creepy old man, which I quite like. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but it's around this point as, like, Red and Gold are just kind of, like, going back and forth. Gold saying that, you know, he's just kind of fucking around a little bit, and Red saying, yeah, that's the problem. Uh that one of the cards lands and attaches itself to a puppet that one of the teachers was wielding.
0: Well, actually, uh, Jin was uh, wielding it a little bit too. Uh, Like, maybe the teacher before him. But he was, like, playing with the kids, a little devil puppet, and it gets infected by the, like, computer devil Mm -hmm. and becomes another puppet-themed monster. Sam, your favorite.
1: Yay! Uh, This one... You know, a lot less creepy than the last one we saw.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's ventroquism-based, as opposed to, like, a a full-on haunted doll.
1: I mean, still creepy. Still, still fucking creepy, but, uh, uh, but yeah. So, uh, this thing, it starts shooting out, uh, beams and controlling the, Was it? It controls a teacher, then controls some students, like, uh, it's a puppet master.
0: Yeah, it, it, uh, well, it sucks the energy out of, uh, the silver robot just uh form but then it fires its hand into one of the teachers who starts attacking the kids it's screaming oh my god i don't know what's happening my body's doing this on its own please stop me like you know Mm -hmm. pretty pretty scary stuff oh yeah when gold when gold goes in to stop her the monster goes yeah this could work and moves its target to gold yep
1: and so Gold is being mind-controlled. He's, you know, he can talk, he's fully aware of what's happening, and everyone realizes, oh shit, he's been taken over. Uh, so he's almost, like, calling out how to defeat himself,
0: but they break away. Yeah, like, he is He is still really strong, and, uh, like, he's shouting to the rangers, come on, attack me, because I guess he... Knows more keenly than them that you know they could theoretically destroy him and it wouldn't matter, but he's constantly swapping between styles. And the the metroid off to the side is saying like, "Yeah, I'm getting lots of really good data on like the human body here. Like they're doing this to learn more stuff." As he's just swapping around doing new things, uh, he's really hard to predict. So, uh, yeah, the
1: the metroid and uh, uh Golds they run away. Uh, they they leave the Rangers behind and. So there's still, there's now two, uh, there's now two Megazords that are going to be dropping in to fight pretty soon, and the Rangers are very concerned that they're being split up just to, like, stall for time and gain data and get stronger.
0: One is going to drop in 34 minutes, and the other is in 37, so it's going to be another multi-Megazord fight, they realize. Yep, it's... It's very Pacific Rim here. (laughs) A double event. And soon there will be a triple.
1: So uh, we now have a scene with uh, Escape, Enter, the monster, and Gold. And, you know, Gold is just kind of like overhearing the conversations and um, adding snarky comments.
0: Yeah. And not to totally counter what you said, Sam, but uh, Enter is talking about, yes, like, I'll learn more about the rangers how the fight. And Escape is off the side, really angry, and she's not really mind controlled. She's just going along with this for some reason. Because she says, like, yeah, okay, d- why don't you just stop pussyfooting around and just go fight them? I'll do it myself. Like, let me do something here. And Andrew says, no, I'm calling the shots. I'll let you know if I need you.
1: So what's going on with... Th- we? Do we know what's going on with them yet? Uh, we don't. I'll, although you've gotten some hints that you noticed. I guess I just don't... Like, it's clear that he's exerting some kind of control over her. It's just not... Eh, you know, like the control key. <laughs> I, all right,
0: uh, well, let's... Okay, maybe I'll do it. Like so what what is Escape's motivation?
1: Uh serving Papa? Yeah. And what And he's and he's absorbed a part of him.
0: Yeah. So maybe she kinda has she's tried to preserve him in like his pieces, so maybe she's realized, Oh shit, god it, I can't she can't kill him because she he's part Papa. Okay. So he did absorb some of Messiah into himself. Maybe. Probably.
1: Fair
0: uh, enough. So Escape just goes off to the side and just like uh, hits Jane in, in the oh hits Jin in the gut as she goes, which gives uh Jin almost enough uh, like freedom of movement to plot his gun and shoot the meteoroid but instead it makes him turn the gun and put it to its own head. So, you know, still controlled.
1: Uh back at the base, uh the Rangers and the Colonel they identify where gold is and they send Red uh, out to deal with them, while well, the rest stay back to fight the Megazords. You know, they have to split their forces and concentrate
0: where they can. You know, they're they're talking about, like, Red, do you think he can handle Jin? Like, he, he's even worse than usual. And then Jay pipes up from the side and says, yes, he always acts like this to conceal his tears.
1: Yeah, it turns out he was fucking around earlier because he's in a, uh, a depressive spiral. Yeah. All his friends died,
0: Yeah, you remember, and he like, helped
1: orchestrate their deaths.
0: You remember how, like, a month ago, they murdered, like, his friends because they had to to save the world?
1: Yeah, yeah, like, if you sit back and think about it, like, he's in a real bad spot. Like, his... I'm unclear what's happening with his body. I'll just say it's not good news. <sighs> so, yeah, he's... he's just beset by... Bad break after bad break, and and I get it. Like, no, he shouldn't be fucking around, but I get it.
0: I mean, it's I if I'd taken a couple more uh, psychology courses, I could probably name, name the exact uh, like distancing mechanism he's doing or something.
1: Yeah, his uh, uh was it emotional coping, like uh, uh attachment style, like. Like, very detached from the emotion of the... Uh, trying to just detach himself from the emotion and replace it with something more positive.
0: Yeah, just deflecting. Uh, anyway, so the first Megazord shows up. It's the Hourglass one from last episode. And they're focusing their attacks, and, you know, it's going kind of okay.
1: Uh, until the yellow is eaten.
0: Yeah, it's it sucks up Yellow's entire mech. And, like, just as they're figuring this out... The puppet sword shows up and then hits Blue's machine with its puppet powers. So it went from like three friendly machines versus one vagrus to three Vagris against uh just uh, Jay and his like golden silver sword.
1: Yeah, at least he is able to pilot, like, you know, the combo gold silver. So he he has like a really beefy mech to hold off blue uh while the stuff on the
0: ground resolves. Yeah, that's not going great. Back on the ground, you know. Red is talking with gold he, he's giving a guy a speech about that stuff we said earlier you know like hey he's super sad because his friends his only friends for 13 years had to be killed a like, couple weeks ago and uh, Jin admits that his whole plan was that he was going to try to get them to destroy uh, Messiah and the engineers and stuff without letting them know the whole truth you know just save, spare them the pain of having to murder their parents but he failed and now he has nothing left
1: yep 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 uh so like they're they're fighting you know they're they're locking and red and gold are both like keeping an eye out for where the little megazord is uh or where the where the monster of the week is and eventually like red spots him in a corner and so they just they light him up
0: yeah uh the his bike his back megazord like distracts him for a second and then red does a cool thing where it kicks jay uh and throws his sword into the little puppet hand so he's yep. free.
1: And at that point, uh, we realize, oh yeah, this was a puppeteer mech. This was not a fighting mech. It's a raffle stomp.
0: So, they kill the hell out of him. And then they, uh, they, uh, don't really have time to go to help with the Megazord fight, though. Uh, but something else does. Mm-hmm. A blue lion. Yeah. Well, like, kind of purplish. Or, like, violet.
1: Yeah, it was very confusing, because it attacks the enemy Megazords, and, you know, Yellow gets out, and they're able to destroy them, but then it attacks the good guy Megazords and nopes out.
0: Yeah. Uh, so- sometimes there's storylines in Sentai of, like, kind of wild or, like, feral Megazords or something, or sometimes there's, like, rogue people involved, and...
1: I mean, how horrifying a reality would that be if there was just, like, rogue giant monsters wandering the land attacking...
0: It would be terrible objectively, and I wouldn't want it to happen. But if it did, it would be cool. It like I'm not like saying the I most wanted...
1: realistic thing in Pacific Rim, where like you know, there's the evil monsters that come and like you know kill millions. But there is like that one scientist that has tattoos of the kaiju on him. Yeah,
0: like I don't want Godzilla to be real, but I would appreciate it if he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so that's the episode. Um, we're well back to form.
0: Yeah. it, it There were good episodes, so we didn't have as much to talk about, sadly.
1: Yep, yep, nope, they they were fast ones. They were fast, good, quality ones with a lot of fighting. And a lot of, like, a lot of new storylines to pick up. A lot of, like, mysteries to unravel. That sounds like we kind of got a lot of them a little bit
0: already. Eh, well, you know, we're we're still unraveling. And also, there's more developments going on. I mean, that's pretty much it. We're... Yeah, yeah, we're not doing we're not doing a this week, so. Yep. Yeah.
1: We'll do a game next time. Okay. Also, uh next week is Christmas. We'll we'll talk more about Christmas or Christmas planning. Hey, should we do a live record at Christmas? Oh god. That seems a terrible idea.
0: Is there anything Tokusatsu themed that we could make our family watch?
1: There has 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 to be some kind of Toku Christmas special, Harry. Don't tell me there isn't.
0: Oh, well. XA has a good one, but we, we won't be there for a long time. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, well, it's something to think about. Probably I might just record something extra, like do a game thing audio. I keep trying to figure out what game would be good for an audio-only Let's Play of myself, but like for for a lot of the management sims and stuff, I'm just kind of quietly sitting and clicking obsessively for a while. and like, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that would be like good audio like how do i really describe Rimworld? world oh there's a colony and i'm slowly like building up a freezer over the course of days yeah you know it's something to figure out you know because we got we got stuff to do with the holidays coming but uh what's one thing we are definitely going to be doing
1: we're going to keep dancing we're going to keep dancing as we prepare for holidays with the family